What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McCain, and I've got along with me my amazing co-host, the one, the only, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? It is great, John. It's a beautiful day. Well, it's a cloudy day, but anyway, it's a beautiful day, at least, to talk about Braves baseball. It's cloudy here as well down here in Georgia. Um, <laughs> didn't think they were going to get it in last night, but I kind of wish they hadn't. Well, I do, too. Um, you know, that day off, you know, they're playing so many days games in a row that, you know, you would like to have at least uh, a day off somewhere in between there. Um, and they just couldn't get it going. You know, I, I think it all started when Ozuna got scratched uh, mm-hmm. from the lineup. Uh, and then uh, Schnitt changed the lineup again after he had changed it uh, really this week. And they had really done well uh, Tuesday and Wednesday with that uh, lineup change. And then all of a sudden he changed it again, and it just didn't flow last night. And, uh, you know, it's one of those where if you're trying to win three in a row, we, we texted about this uh, on Thursday, and trying to win three in a row, and they hadn't won three in a row yet. Of course, they hadn't lost three in a row, which is great. Uh, but if I, you know, recall, they didn't lose many last year down the stretch where they were losing two in a row. Uh, you know, they may have lost one in a row, but, but they, they at least haven't lost three in a row. But still – uh, a relatively good series against the Phillies uh, and Aaron Nola. Um, you know, I was worried about this game coming in on uh, Tuesday when we were talking about the Phillies series because he always seems to pitch absolutely fantastic against the Braves, and he mm. pitched a whale of a game Thursday yes. night. Uh, he went nine innings, almost nine innings, I should say. He just got in trouble a little bit at the end, uh, but. You could see him in the dugout telling Joe Girardi, uh, hey, I want to go one more inning. And he was just at 101 pitches. And, you know, you don't get a manager. You know, Snicker is the kind of guy. He did that with Max Freed uh, earlier this week where he left him out there when he got in a little bit of trouble. You know, Snicker's kind of that guy. You know, these old school these old school guys would leave him in there. These analytics guys going to take him out. Right. Uh, and, and Girardi left him in there. So, the NOLA, that, that was the one game I was worried about, and he's kind of like Max Freed. You give him a run, and he'll take it, and it's like giving him 10 runs. And that's exactly what it was, and we just didn't hit the ball. And uh, But, hey, two out of four, I'll take that every day against the Phillies because in previous years we have struggled with them early in the season and gotten to them late in the season. Now, if, if we need to do that again, I'm fine with that, but – uh, you know, right now we need to get some things going uh, because we have seriously uh, been struggling a little bit uh, with uh, games, and we need to get uh, we need to get some wins going. But I'll take two out of four. Um, Kyle Wright pitched. I mean, he didn't pitch as well as Nola, but he still pitched really well last night. I I thought he pitched fantastic. You know, what six and a third? Uh, I believe is what it was. I I didn't. I I liked the way he pitched last night. I thought he pitched with composure. Now you're going to look back and you're going to say, well, yeah, he let three runs. You know, he's he's charged with the three runs. But um, you know, I don't look at it in that regard. I still look at it where really he probably just gave up the one run. You know, mm-hmm. he came in and Will Smith came in to try to hold everything in place and didn't do it. No, uh, you know, he had two outs. He pitched six and two thirds, I should say. He pitched six and two-thirds, and he couldn't hold it. Will Smith – and that's, again, you know, Will Smith struggling a little bit in the beginning. You would have thought that he comes in and he holds it, and it's still a one-nothing game, and Kyle Wright 
pitches six and two-thirds, and he only gives up one. Only walked two guys, and then he struck out five. So I, I think that I still think that was a good a good outing for Kyle Wright, even though it's going to be a loss in the in the loss column, and, and he's going to have given up three runs. But in reality, when you look at it, one of those really should have just happened, and that's it. And then the other two, if Will Smith could have held it, you know, he, he would have only given up one. So anyway, I, I, it's a great outing. And then Chavez came in and, and had a great inning and in relief, and so did Dylan Lee once again coming in with a great inning. Um, got some loud outs, but uh, you know another great inning in relief there at the end when they really needed you know uh, to give some guys a break in the bullpen. Uh, Dylan Lee came in and provided another good inning, and so did Chavez. Uh, Chavez has struggled recently, but he provided them with a pretty good uh, relief outing as well. Getting back to Kyle Wright for one more second. Um, I, I texted you about this, and then I forgot you were in the meeting you were in. Uh, <laughs> I was I was keeping up. <laughs> but um, I texted you, and I was like, um, uh, huge double play. Yeah. Um, he had the bases. Kyle Wright, I think it was the third inning, I believe. Bases loaded, one out, a strikeout of – or a, no outs. Strikeout of yeah. Alex, Alex Bohm. Yeah. I, I don't know about him. And then Me you either. got Bryce – you got Bryce Harper at the dish, and he grounds out into a double yes. play, which is huge. Yes. yes. When the you old, texted me that, yeah. When you texted, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The sorry, the old Kyle Wright would have panicked and given up four or five. Right. Minutes. Yeah, and the old Kyle Wright probably would have walked Bryce Harper mm-hmm. uh, because he would have been trying to play, you know, that old nibble. He's going to nibble with the strike zone and right. and try to make. Uh, not exactly try to make the perfect pitch by throwing it, you know, on the corners or something like that to try to get him to swing and try to coax him into a double play. But all he did was just throw the ball down the middle and Bryce Harper grounded himself into a double play. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you texted me that, um, I popped on and I just so happened to see uh, my, my app hadn't caught up yet. Uh, so I popped on immediately and looked and saw that it was, Bryce Harper that grounded into the double play. So, again, you're right. The the old, uh, you know, rookie Kyle Wright would have been up there and he would have walked him probably mm-hmm. uh, because we've seen that so many times already this year with walks with the bases loaded. He would have walked him. And then Snicker would have had to gone out there, maybe got the bullpen going early, early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got out there. He did his job. He got him to ground into a double play and didn't mess around. And that's, and, you know, as a pitcher – it is one batter at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't think of who's on deck. You know, like he strikes out, boom. Well, you know, perfect candidate to strike out, just like Bryce Harper is too. You know, he had his fair share of strikeouts, but boom is the guy you got to get first. Boom's the guy you got to coax to get the strikeout. That was a huge out because now you set up the double play. Uh, and he set it up perfectly, getting that strikeout and then getting Bryce Harper to ground out. I mean, that goes a whole, that goes a long way as a, for a confidence for a pitcher to know that I can get in that situation. It's kind of like Max Fried. You know, I don't think Max gets bothered by anything. Um, I, I, you know, you can see a little bit of emotion on him every once in a while, but he's that just that typical, you know, he goes out there, he's got that, uh, that scowl or whatever it is on his face. And nothing ever bothers him. I think if he got the bases loaded, he would probably think that was fun. 
mm-hmm. because then I got to figure out now, now I got to get out of it. Okay. I'll get out of it. I got one guy to get, and then I got another guy to get another guy to get kind of like when you do a rally last night, I was talking or Thursday night, I was talking about, I was telling my wife, I said, you know, cause Matt Olson got on base and I said, honey, I said, the tie and run is in the hole. And I said, that's the way you got to think of it. I said, you got to think of, you know, not the guy on deck, it's the guy in the hole. And as a pitcher, you think that away too. Um, you know, you're not worried about the guy at, at the, at, in the hole. You're worried about the guy at the plate. Right. Uh, and that's what you're worried about. And last night, you know, the Phillies did their Phillies bullpen did their job by at least taking it one batter at a time. And that's exactly what Kyle Wright did. He went one batter at a time and didn't worry about who was on deck because let's face it, when he's facing Alex Bohm, look who he's watching in the on deck circle. It's Bryce Harper. Right. I mean, that's the biggest, that's the biggest gun that there is right there. And let's face it, he's had a very good series against the Braves. You know, he's, he's, he's killed it this series. Mm-hmm. You can't look at that. You look at John, you look at, that guy at the plate. And that's what right. Kyle Wright did. He struck him out and then he got Bryce Harper to co he coached him into a double play. Um so the final score was four to one uh Thursday night against the Phillies. Um the Braves did get a run off of a wild pitch in the bottom of the ninth. Um off a wild pitch, by the way. Right? right. A wild pitch. <laughs> so um Backtracking to thir- uh, Wednesday night, the Braves went eight to four. Uh, Charlie Morton gives up four runs and four and a third innings. Um, the bats came alive. What do you think of that game? Uh, yeah, the bats were very good that that game. Um, I mean, what else can you say? Again, we go through this little lineup shuffle that that uh, Snit was on, uh, which is great. I, I, you know, I love that that uh, fact that it's that's you know. We, we've changed it up and you feel confident enough to change it up and it worked, you know, on Tuesday night. So now, you know, let's, let's get it on Wednesday night and it worked again. And you're right. Those bats, boy, they, they were, uh, they, they were booming and that was good to see from everybody. Um, you know, everybody in the lineup except Travis Demerit, uh, got a hit. Uh, now Heredia came in, uh, late in the game as a defensive replacement and, and, and didn't get a hit, but yet he didn't get in at bat. But everybody got a hit except Demerit. Uh, and once again, you know, Orlando Arcia in there, um, although he was in there last night and didn't get a hit, but he got a couple of hits himself and even got a couple of uh, – got a run and got an RBI. But it was good to see everybody across the board getting hit. Dansby with four hits. Uh, you know, Ozzie led off. Austin Riley with a couple. Good to see him getting back going. And Matt Olson swinging the bat. Like he should, you know, he had a couple of hits last uh, Thursday night. He got a hit on Wednesday night. And William Contreras, once again, right there, uh, you know, but everybody, if you look down the lineup, Riley had a, um, Riley had a walk. Uh, Olsen had a walk. Contreras had two walks. Duvall had two walks. There's a shocker, by the way. And or Arcia had a walk. That's the bottom part of the order, okay, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at the RBIs. Those guys are walking. Somebody's got to hit them in. Well, guess what? It was Albies had two RBIs. Dansby had two RBIs. And then Riley and I think Contreras and Arcia had RBIs. So, uh, you know, those guys getting on base however they get on. And somebody's got to knock them in. And they were getting the hits with – what did we talk about in the series? Hits with runners in scoring position. 
Right. And that's exactly what they got. They got the hits with runners in scoring position. But you got to get on base first. That's contrary to what happened Thursday night. We just didn't get anybody on base. Um, and nobody in scoring position. Olsen got in scoring position, but he didn't get hit in. Uh, right. It was a wild pitch. So, you know, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, same thing. Getting hits with runners in scoring position, that was important. And that's what happened on Wednesday night. And, yes, Charlie Morton, uh, another game where it, he struggled. He only gave up one walk, but he gave up nine hits. What does that tell you? Well, he is letting them put the ball in play. That was fine. Um, but, you know, you know, they were just hitting him. I mean, nothing wrong with that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only gave up, uh, you know, he gave up four earned runs. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, at least he wasn't doing it on his part by walking everybody. So right. uh, they were at least hitting the ball. And they got some good hard hits as well. Am I getting my games mixed up? Was this the game that uh, Riley hit a three-run bomb and then Ozuna went back-to-back with him? Or is that you? Um, I believe that – let's see. Hold on. They're, they're starting to win. Uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah, no. Um, um, in this game, no, Ozuna didn't have a bomb. It was um, – it was – was it Tuesday night? I've got to go okay. back myself, John. Yeah, Ozuna. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Ozuna and Riley were. Um, let's see. Hold on. I got to get mine to. You know, it's a technology. They got to catch up, right? Um, I know Dansby hit a home. Okay, if this if Dansby if this is his four hit game, he hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, no, Ozuna and Riley didn't go back to back in in uh, in um, in the game on Tuesday night either. Okay. Um, so they were batting. They're not. They're batting. Um, you know, they're not batting back to back. Uh, so, uh, but no. Regardless, you know, still good to see the ball go out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of where that, because we've struggled a little bit with that too. Uh, but uh, you know, overall hitting wise, the two games you win, you get hits. Okay, and that's you know that's that's where it's good. Dansby had the four hit night. He had the two. The, the two runs, two RBIs. So, yeah, he, he had the homer, but he had the four-hit night. Right. Um, and um, and then Ozuna. Ozuna batted behind Dansby, but not back-to-back on that night. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. They're, like I said, guys, I'm sorry. They're, the games are running together, and, yeah. Well, they you know, there's 162 of them, so they're bound to run together, right? <laughs> um, I don't know why I remember Austin Riley hitting a three-run bomb and then Ozuna right behind him with, or it was it might have been somebody else hitting a, a solo shot right behind him. That's, so I don't, well, I don't that's know. because it, it it doesn't happen much, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't happen much at all. <laughs> so the Braves end up winning that one eight to four. Um, impressive win. Uh, I wasn't impressed with Ranger Suarez. I I, I didn't know much about him from the Phillies. So um, usually when the Braves hit a, a pitcher they haven't seen much, they usually struggle. But I'm Luckily for the Braves, they did not struggle this time against their pitcher. They don't see much Ranger and Ranger. No, Suarez. yeah, and you're right. He he only went four and a third. He gave up six hits. He five earned runs. Right. Uh, four bait. He walked four guys. Um, and again, if you look at that with Adam Duvall, who strikes out a lot, um, and and others who don't walk very much. Um, I'll tell you. Let me tell you a funny story about Thursday night's game. So. You know, I'm sitting there watching, and it's four to one. You know, and and Olsen had just scored, and Duvall's up. Okay, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking, and you know, and Contreras had had really struggled, and so I, I read a lot on um, Facebook about uh, you know these coaches that give these 
strategic tips and everything. And, and you see all these guys who want to complain about the umpire when they make the, you know, the call, it's a third strike and you're frustrated because he called the third strike. It may have been close, but you know, you're always taught in little league to, to, if it's close, you better be swinging, you know, don't, don't leave it up to the umpire. And, you know, Contreras got mad Thursday night, broke his bat. Uh, and, and it was a pitch that was right down the middle, you know, and, and it was a perfect pitch that they should have swung at, you know, and so, you know, I watch with Contreras, I watch strike one go by and it's right down the middle, you know, perfect, perfect pitch. And then, um, Duvall's up. So Duvall's up and he gets two strikes on him. And, and I, and it's like one and two. And I told my wife, this was the last pitch of the game, by the way. I told my wife, I said, okay, here's what's going to happen. I said, Duvall's going to get an off speed pitch and it's going to be on the outside corner. He's going to swing and miss at it. Mm-hmm. Well, guess, guess what happened? I mean, that set up just perfectly. And, and, and so before it happened, she says, how can you remember that? Um, you know, how how did, how are you how do you recognize that? And I said it's just he, that's just his mantra. And I'm like, if I can recognize that, why can't he recognize that? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and what happened? It was a perfect setup. Uh, Neville, you know, off speed pitch, outside corner would have been a strike. He swung at it, he missed it, and the game's over. Mm-hmm. And I turned to my wife and I laughed, and I promptly turned the TV off after that. You know, <laughs> so um, you know it, that's. You know, those are just the things, and and I don't know. It's just maybe I watch too much baseball, or maybe I watch too much Braves. I don't know, but um, <laughs> you know, we we talk about it when when Adam Duvall or somebody like that is up. Yes, the chances of him hit a home run are great, but the chances of him striking out are the same. Right. Uh, so, in a guy like Ranger Suarez, throw the ball over the plate. You know, throw the ball down the middle, something like that. Because chances are he's probably going to swing at it. And your right. chances are very high that he's going to swing and miss. Um, because, and, and it, oddly enough, too, they, they showed the shift right before that, that strikeout, too. And they showed, you know, how they were playing the shift and they were playing him all to the third base side, uh, third, you know, third and short side. And, and the other night in one of these games, I can't remember, it was either uh, Tuesday or Wednesday's game, he went the other way. And, I mean, it was obvious that he was looking to go the other way. He got an inside pitch. He kept the hands back, way back, and he let the ball get very deep, and he just kind of poked it the other way and hit a perfect shot right where the second baseman was. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I told my wife, I said, look, outside corner, they're going to get him. They're going to strike him out because he's he's not looking to hit the ball the other way. He's not looking to get on base. And I said, when Matt Olson was on base and Contreras was up, I said, a two-run homer, I said, there's no four-run homers right now because there's not enough people on base. Right. And I said, all you can get is a two-run homer. And I said, let's take it a two-run homer at a time. And, and you know, Contreras, I think, struck out. And then Duvall struck out. He just wasn't looking to get on base. He was trying to win the game or whatever. And even with Duvall up, he couldn't win the game because he would only been a one-run a, a, you know, a single run homer, that's it. Right. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I was just frustrated at that time. And, and, and that's with Ranger Suarez, a guy like that. And that's the same with Kyle Wright. You know, these guys go over all of the, um, you know, they know all of these batters before they get in there. If you see that, you know, they, they take their hat off, you know, it used to be when you had something in your hat, that was something bad. Uh, okay. So, um, so he, you know, takes his hat off and he pulls out his little, 
card. And so he knows what he's supposed to pitch to this guy. He knows where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, and he knows this guy doesn't, doesn't walk very much. So to see Adam Duvall walk twice means he didn't get a pitch anywhere close. Yeah. And all you got to really do is throw the ball close to some of these guys because chances are they're going to swing. All and right. right now, Adam Duvall's, Adam Duvall's um, average is 196, okay? So he's below the, quote, Mendoza line. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it time to start looking at maybe bringing up Drew Waters uh, to play center field? Um, mm. You know, could we – could we be looking at something else? So anyway, I, I just think about that last night. But for a guy like Ranger Suarez, throw the ball over the plate. Mm-hmm. And he walks four guys. And if I recall, some of those guys scored. Right. Um, and, and that's where you get into trouble. That's where Kyle Wright's gotten in trouble. Ian Anderson has gotten in trouble with the walks. If you know the lineup up and down, just let up. Throw the ball easy before you get that strike to where you know that, you know, you're at least going to make him put it in play or you're going to strike him out one or the other with him swinging. So. Um, you mentioned Drew Waters. He was hit by a uh, pitch in the elbow on Saturday night, and we, he was out for Sunday's game. I don't know if he's back in or not, but he is out again. Or, uh, uh, he's out again on Sunday. So. Okay, I'll take Michael Harris. Yeah. How about that? I just <laughs> um, I, And speaking of updates, I have an update on a pitcher that fans will um, – be very happy with later in the in the show. Just a teaser. Oh yes, I yes yes. I bet I, I bet I know where your update's going to. So yes, okay. love a good love a good teaser because that means people have to tune in. Yep, right? that's what keep that's, going. That's exactly my thought process. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's your old school, John. That's old school radio right there, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to learn from the best over here. I mean, there I've got one of the best radio guys in Western uh, Kentucky on the radio on the podcast. Uh, so, you know. That's right. We if it, uh, if we had uh, excuse me, if we had commercials, you would tease it, then we'd go to commercial, right? Yep. But, <clears throat> so you'd make them wait. <laughs> <laughs> um so um Freed pitched on Tuesday night after yes. we published our episode and yep. he the Braves end up walking it off. Um, winning six to five. Yes. Yes. On a Contreras walk-off single, correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, it was um that 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 guy named uh, Ronald got on base too, and it was like, oh boy, here we go, you know. And yeah, they had to they had to walk it off, which is great. You know, Max Fried, um, you know, pitched another great game. I thought six innings, five hits, two earned runs, two base on balls, and five strikeouts. Uh, this was the game that. You know, Snit went out there, I believe, in the in the top of the sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max had two outs, uh, and you know, I believe there there either was a guy on base or maybe two guys on base or something, and he ends up striking the guy out. Yeah, uh, and you could tell he was pumped, and he reached back and got a little bit more giddy up on it and <laughs> got the guy out. So, you know, I I, I Snit is to me as a manager. Uh, you know, he's he's that old school Bobby Cox, uh, that Joe Torrey, uh, you know, some of those guys uh, who who are very old school, who don't um, make those quick, rash decisions, mm-hmm. you know, don't jump to conclusions right off the bat. Uh, Buck Showalter, another one of those guys, I think that's why, you know, maybe the Mets are playing as well as they are, uh, just because he's added a little bit of calm to them, maybe, so to speak. 
and that's kind of what Brian Snicker is, I think, is just that calm. And then, you you know, his coaching staff with Ron Washington and Walt Weiss and some of those guys. And when he went out there to talk, you, you could almost feel that he was just going to leave him in. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't one of those where he immediately walked out there and said, hey, give me the ball. You know, right. he, walked out, he walked out there and he wanted to know what Max Fried had to say. Uh, and it was one of those where I'm pretty sure he probably just said, hey, got one more batter in you or not? And Max mm-hmm. probably told him yes. Um, you know, because he just didn't walk out there in that leisurely stroll that he has and have the handout all ready to give him the ball. He mm-hmm. had his hands down, maybe, you know, walking out there, and he just, hey, Max, what do you, what's going on? What do you got? You got one more batter? And Max probably said, yeah, I got one more batter. I'm going to strike the guy out. <laughs> and so Snip promptly turned around and walked back in. And, and that's just where you trust. And, again, you know, that's just Max free. Uh, you know, Max probably told him in a very calm voice, yeah, I'm going to strike him out. You know, didn't get emotional or anything like that. Uh, just really, really, you know, uh, you know, just really calm. And, and that's good from the manager standpoint. You know, the only problem in this game was, um, and again, Kenley Jansen certainly has his ups and downs, okay? There is no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he blew, the, he blew the ninth, which meant Max didn't get the win. Uh, and that's, you know, the most disappointing thing about it. Is Kenley Jansen going to blow games? Of course he is. Absolutely. You're not a, you know, you're, you're a closer. You're never going to win every single thing. Right. Uh, you're never going to do every single thing. But it was the fact that they could walk it off in the uh, bottom half of that inning uh, after they got down that they ended up, you know, ended up winning. And that's what we've seen from the Braves over the years is the fact that they've been able to walk it off and finish the game. And that is what I, you know, even last, even Thursday night when they were down four to nothing, I, I was just thinking, okay, well, we just get one guy on base. Let's get this thing started. Right. Uh, so, and all it took was one guy on base, one guy hit him in, another guy on base, you know, get him to second. William Contreras comes in and gets the game-winning hit, who, you know, had not had a hit all game, by the way. And I think I reminded – I think I told my wife that right before he got there. I said, here, Contreras is up. And I said, he hadn't had a hit all game. And lo and behold, he gets a hit. And, of course, with Acuna on second – you might as well not even attempt to make a throw at home. He was going to score anyway to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but again, with Ronald being out the last couple of games too, um, I, I think that just hurts the mojo of the team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Thursday night when you had to change the lineup after you had settled with it uh, for so long, uh, the last couple of games and everybody was getting in a rhythm and then somebody changes. I mean, that's how quickly momentum can change too. Um you know, Ronald's out, so you got to find something different. So we changed the lineup up a little bit. That's okay. Uh, we get used to the lineup, and then somebody else gets out. So uh, Ronald getting back uh, the weekend series against the Marlins on Friday night, that'll be a huge thing again. And, and as my wife said, you know, what, what, what's up with Ronald? What's going on? I said, well, you know, taking it easy right now. Um, and, and he didn't have maybe as good a spring training as far as games go as maybe some of the others. You know, he wasn't able to, to get uh, all those stretches that he needed. So, you know, I'd, I'd rather be him missing games now than missing games late in the year. Right. Uh, so you take it easy, but I, I think it still messes with the mojo without him being in there. And you can see how it messes with teams when Ronald Acuna is in there because <laughs> he is a he is a 
little dinky hit away from scoring. And I mean that in in a good way from scoring, meaning, uh, you know, like Dandry Swanson, I believe, was it in the game on Wednesday night. Um, The Phillies had – he stole second. The Phillies threw it wild. He ends up scoring uh, because it got away from the center fielder, too. He ends up scoring. That's what Ronald Acuna is as well. He's a a little single away from scoring in maybe one or two pitches, basically. Was that, so, you say that was on Wednesday? I believe it was, yes. So, okay. Um, that was the game that the whole, the three-run home run and then the gotcha. uh, solo shot afterwards. Gotcha. I'm, still, gotcha. I'm still racking my brain to figure out who that was. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yes, it, um, they all run together, John. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it seems like we keep playing the same teams over and over. Oh, wait, yeah. we do. We do keep playing them over and over. You know, <laughs> well, we're coming up on some new teams, so um, but I know. Be a couple weeks. Right, exactly, exactly. We got the we got the fish coming in though. Yep, <laughs> I uh, I know this is off topic, but a little bit. The stripers sent out a tweet last week. Is like, is it weird that we're uh, uh, uh pulling against our uh, brethren, the fish? <laughs> the fish, and you know, I thought it was funny. Yes. Yeah, it is funny. It is funny. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Braves end up walking off six to five against the fighting Phillies. Um, so they split the series of the Phillies. Is that is that a good idea, or would you? I'll right now. I'll take it. You'll take it. Uh, and and just because, um, you know, after after Monday night's game, and and you know, they got up. Um, they got up seven runs. Uh, I believe that was that Tucker Davidson's game. I believe mm-hmm. uh, they got up seven runs, and and I was thinking, oh no, you know, not bad, not good for the for the you know psyche to be down already. You know, the first game, and 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 then all of a sudden Tuesday, Wednesday went like they did. I was fine until I'll take a split right now mm-hmm. uh, in a four game series to get us to get a split. Great. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, you know, we got to stay within striking distance of those, you know, Mets guys right now who are playing very well. And so yeah. I'll take it. I'll take anything you can get right now. Uh, much like the series, you know, with the, the, the Marlins that's coming up. Uh, I, you know, I, I need a series win again like we had last weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, any momentum that you can get uh, is great. You know, you're going to run into the Mets at some point. Uh, again, uh, not many games obviously left with the Mets, but uh, you're going to run into them again. But uh, you know, you you got to stay close. You got to put pressure on, and 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 that's what you know we, we got to do. And that's what everybody else in the East has to do too, as well. You know, in the playoffs, all you got to do is be the second team. You mm-hmm. don't have to be the first team. All you got to do is be the second team, right? Uh, because you get to go to the playoffs, um, and that's that's what I like. You get to go to the to the playoffs. You know, they're going to take the with the top two teams in each in each uh, division. Uh, so that's what I, you know, and in a one game playoff that you have to do, you know, anything goes. Right. So, so that's all you got to do is be that second place team and you get to go. And, and that, you know, of course, us and the Phillies right now, we're right there, right together. Uh, you know, you just want to keep everybody else at, at bay, but, but I'll take a split in this series. Definitely. Um, as Braves fans and Braves supporters, we are definitely fans of whoever the Mets are playing right now, and they're on a tough street stretch. They're on the West Coast right now. I know 
they've just got done with a series with the Giants, and I believe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know they're on the West Coast. They've got the Dodgers, the Padres. Yeah. All yeah. in a row. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to make that swing. And, and let me tell you, uh, all of those West teams are playing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sadly enough, as we, I, I believe we talked about this before, somebody's getting left home mm-hmm. at home. Um, you know, you're going to have the Dodgers, the Giants, and uh, the Padres. And sadly enough, we don't talk about the Rockies, but uh, that's just because, you know, they've, uh, you know that we, they're they're nothing right now, really. Um, mm-hmm. But you got three teams that are playing really good baseball, uh, and even um, you know the, the Padres aren't playing uh, with a a full deck. Um, you know you got Fernando Tatis who's not going to be there uh, until middle of this year, uh, so uh, that'll be a big boost when he comes back. But they're playing really well, and and interestingly enough they're playing really well without Tatis, you know, he's mm-hmm. had some struggles in that, in that dugout over the last, you know, year. And, you know, is that one of those where you keep Machado and get rid of Tatis and try to get something for him? Uh, you know, just to, because of the, the culture of what he brings into the dugout mm-hmm. or do you, well, you know, you know, what do you do? So, but those three teams right there are playing really well and you're right. You do become a fan of any other team, even though you don't like those teams originally. You become a fan of those teams because they are playing the Mets. And this is the time we need to catch up just a little. But we also need to show the Mets that they're vulnerable and that they can be beat, maybe to put a little bit more pressure on them as well. And these next few series are going to be huge because we're talking about moving into June, John. And now, you know, it's starting to get crunch time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's starting to be okay. Let's we got to be. I still think you got to be within that four or five range going into July, uh, and then we can talk about what's going to happen going into July and August. But I still think that's where you need to be to put a little bit more pressure on them because you know those dog days of summer sometimes can be very tough on teams. And and after the All Star break, they start getting tired, and especially with the number of games that you're playing in a row, because you're trying to make up for those couple of weeks we lost in April because of the strike. Mm-hmm. You know, it could get worse. And when you start playing those double headers, and all of a sudden you're using your bullpen way too much, and you start seeing you know things fall apart because your starters can't go as long because now you're using your bullpen more and more. You know, that's that's it's where you got to take advantage. And I, I still think we're okay where we're at right now. Um, you know, they, they, they need to, you know, keep getting the wins if they can. Two out of three is good. Uh, but, but you know, middle summer, late in the summer, it's going to start, you know, it's going to start hitting somebody. Uh, and, you know, those teams that have been there in the past, you know, know how to handle those things. And, and we'll see. But I still think, you know, it's, it's coming up on a little bit more of a crunch time to get going you know, with some wins. Um, back to Tatis, do you think when he's healthy, he's their version of Acuna? I do. Um, I just don't, you know, as far as from what I've seen, you know, the, the big riff with, um, with Acuna and Freddie, was that real or not? I don't think um, so. I don't think it was either. I think that was way overblown at least. And we're talking about a couple of years ago. Um, I, I've seen too much with Tatis 
and other people mm-hmm. uh, that that bother me. Um, you know, I've seen just little little tidbits of things that Tatis has done um, that just I don't know. Uh, when I was in, <laughs> it's funny. Growing up, uh, I like I like all sports. You know, hockey's probably the only sport that I don't follow. Um, <laughs> I like I really like tennis. Um, okay. And so when I was growing up in the late '80s, you had a kid by the name of Andre Agassi, um, and Andre Agassi rubbed people the wrong way all the time. He mm. was flashy. Uh, you know, he changed this, the the uh, fashion of tennis. Uh, he had long hair, although you found out later that it was really a wig. Um, so oh, really? He, he had yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you should read about that. Um, okay. uh, so you know he was flashy. Uh, you know he he um, he had the the shoe contract. Uh, you know he he had clothes. You know he didn't play at Wimbledon for a while because he did he didn't wear white. Okay, uh, and so that's the kind of arrogance that he had. And, you know, he was liable to just, uh, you know, if he was down uh, 40 love, he was liable to just give up the game and just catch the next ball that comes to it and just go and, and, le- and just get to, the next, get to the next game. I mean, he was that arrogant uh, a player. And I think that's the way Tatis is as well. You might see him go up there and just drop the bat and strike out just because he was tired of being up there or something like that. Uh, you know, not, you know, not doing the normal baseball things, which has caused guys like Manny Machado and some of the others uh, to, uh, you know, really, uh, really get frustrated with him uh, because of that. So I've, I've seen a whole lot more of things that have gone on with Tatis than I ever did with Acuna. Uh, you know, Acuna, I think, gets along with everybody in the dugout. They seem to have a good time. I don't know if Tatis does or not. I can't tell sometimes. Now, Bob Brindley may have a little bit of better hand on that uh, just because he's a veteran manager uh, and has been around a while. He may be able to, to, to stamp out some of that, but he's not coached Tatis yet because Tatis has been out. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I do think he is a good Acuna version. It's just I like my Acuna better than, than him. Yeah, I, I will take Acuna over him any day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, getting – to the Marlins series tonight is Trevor Rogers versus Ian Anderson, and I'm yes. looking at the ERA right now. Yes. Um. um yeah. Uh, Rogers two and five. Uh, five. You know, point two zero ERA. Uh, Ian comes in with that three and three with a four point zero seven ERA. Um, I believe tonight the key for Ian Anderson throw strikes. Mm-hmm. Um. I believe, if I recall last night, Aaron Nola with his 100 pitches, at one time he was at 101 when he started the ninth, and he was around 70 strikes. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's 70 strikes to 30 balls. Love that ratio, by the way. Um, That's a great ratio. That's what you would like to see Ian Anderson get to. Uh, and as I've said it all along, I think Ian Anderson throws way too many pitches. Okay. Um, what I want to see is out of Ian is if I'm 0-2 on a guy, just go ahead and get him out. Right. Um, I, I think Ian is gets stuck sometimes with guys who stand up there and and swing and swing and swing and swing. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you're like Charlie Morton who threw, what, 30, 26 to 30 pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh 
in in the game on Tuesday night when he pitched uh, in one inning, uh, and then came back in, in a couple innings and didn't throw a whole lot of pitches after that. If I'm Ian Anderson, I want to get through that first inning with 12 pitches maybe. I can live with 15, but mm-hmm. 12, uh, you know, to at least give him a good start. You'd like 10, but then again, that's a tough call too because you're talking about three pitches to each batter. Um, and, and that's just something that Ian doesn't do. So, I, you know, I, I think Ian's got to work the strike zone, and I mean the strike zone, and not try to nibble, nibble, and nibble to where you get yourself into walk. So I, I would like to see more counts of one and two, oh and two, rather than three and two or two and two. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see from Ian tonight. Um, the Braves have done decent against Trevor Rogers this year as well. So looking forward to continuing that process. Well, I would hope so. You know, you want to get this series started like they did uh, when they played them in Miami last weekend where you won the first two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you certainly would uh, love to see that. Um, but then again, if you're Trevor Rogers, you know, you know, he himself is looking to kind of turn his season around. And so tonight would be the perfect opportunity for him to turn his season around. Uh, so, um, you know, and, you know, the Marlins have lost six of their last ten games. Oh. Um, and, and so that's not a, not a good thing because they start to themselves fall further and further out of any, uh, contention. And of course they're looking with Atlanta who took two out of three the last time they were in Miami. Uh, so, you know, they themselves are looking to, to, to get themselves, uh, back in contention and, and it's fallen, you know, you're falling further and further behind, you know, when you do it that way. So, um, you know, they need, uh, they, they, they need to get it back going again. Uh, you know, Rogers has pitched 36 innings. Um, you know, that 5.20 ERA, but Ian has pitched 42 innings. Um, you know, with a 4.07 ERA. So, you know, a couple of, of guys that you think you might be able to get some runs off tonight, and let's just see maybe who gets out slugged tonight. Maybe. I agree. I agree. Um, this game is at 7:20 tonight, or as yes, it is on a Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, yes. Then on Saturday afternoon at 4-10, uh, the Braves play the Marlins again. And it will be Sandy Alcantara with yep. 2.11 ERA against Tucker Davidson with an 8.71 ERA. Tucker, yep. I know we, I know he had a bad outing last time, but his low is averages. He has a great start, then a bad start. A great start, then a bad start. So, Which which would tell you what's going to happen this time. He's going to have good a good start. Good start. Yes. Um, go. You know, Tucker – Tucker's got to recover. Um, you know, Tucker's got to be again, and and this is where your tease may be going to as well. Um, you know, we're still looking for that fifth starter, uh, and is and Tucker Davidson can he be the guy? And he's given another chance. Uh, so confidence needs to be there. And and again, what I'm looking for from Tucker Davidson is I'm looking for him exactly what I tell you with Ian Anderson. Uh, stop throwing a whole lot of pitches. Uh, I'm looking for what can you do uh, 0-2 against the guy. Uh, get the guy, strike the guy out. You know, we're in this age now today of pitch count, pitch count, pitch count. Well, stop wasting it on 0-2, trying to get the guy to swing at a bad pitch. But my chances are he's probably not going to. Just mm-hmm. strike the guy out or just get him to hit, you know, what's wrong with the guy swinging at the first pitch and flying out? Uh, you know, one pitch, one out. That's great. Right. How about two pitches, two outs? That's even better. So, 
Uh, that's what I want to see from Tucker Davidson. And, you know, he's going to be in that 4 o'clock spot. I think that's probably that Fox uh, Fox Sports South or, or Fox uh, Network. So he's going to probably be uh, on some national TV. Uh, so that's I, I, what I want to see. I want to see throw strikes uh, and, and keep my walks down to a minimum. Now, if that means in six innings he walks two guys, I can live with that. You yeah. know, I can live with that okay. uh, because, you know, what we've seen from Ian Anderson before is we're walking a guy every inning, okay, and that's not what you want to do because no. now you've just thrown four pitches to a guy, now you got to throw more pitches. Now, right. if you can talk him into double plays, you know, that's even better. But um, still, uh, I, I want to see – um, I want to see strikes. I want to see strikes. That's what I want to see. I want to see him cut down on my walks. Um, moving on to Sunday, the Braves will play the Marlins at 135, I believe. Is yeah. Um, this will be Max Fried versus Eleazar Hernandez. And yes. I, I don't have their ERAs. Uh, well, Max is, Max is at 3.27. Okay. Uh, he's at four and two on the year, and Hernandez is at two and four with a five point four nine ERA. Okay. So, if I were looking at the two matchups, I would suspect that if you were looking at it on paper, and we don't play this game on paper, by the way, probably what's going to end up happening is um, the the first two games that you see with the high ERAs from everybody, Braves are going to score off Alcantara. Um, and and because he's only got a 2.11 ERA, and they're going to struggle against everybody else. Right. <laughs> uh, that's the sad part. Uh, so you don't you hope that doesn't happen. But uh, you know you need some some good. You know Max Freed going out of the mound is is uh, you know if if we if we do end up needing to win a game and it comes down to Sunday, well you got your best guy going on Sunday right there. Yep. Yep. Uh, and sure. and that's Max Freed. So uh, that's a that's a good thing. And and uh, I I need him. You know, and he's 55 innings is what he's thrown already. Uh, and, you know, I, I need another good game from him. Uh, Alcantara's thrown 59 himself. So, he's, he's thrown a lot of innings. Uh, but I, I need Max to be in that back end to get the get another win if we need it or to get the sweep if we need it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or get a, a get two in a row or something like that. But what I'd love to see is three in a row. That's right. what I'd love to see. Uh, now, I'm not putting any pressure, but I'd take two out of three, by the way. Yeah, I, I would take a series win. Yeah. Well, I think I've waited long enough for the tease. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I retweeted a tweet on the Twitter account, which you can follow at Ethos Braves on the Twitters. Yes. Um, slight plug there, you know. Yes. Shameless plug, by the way. Shameless plug, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I listened to uh, 755 is Real, the David O'Brien, uh, yeah, Eric LaFlaherty podcast, and they had – the one Mike Soroka on. Yes. And um, yep. got some good news. He's starting to throw a little bit. Um, and he's looking to late July, early August as a comeback. Yep. Yep. I, I, and look, I think uh, that is great. Uh, I think that is exactly where, um, you know, we're going to need him uh, to be is, is, is on that back end to where he's fresh uh, you know how guys can be when they, you know, pitch half a year. Uh, so I, I, I'm ready for him to come back. Uh, not asking for him to do a whole lot this year, but certainly asking for him to do a whole lot uh, next year. 
uh, and, and do some big things. So I think it's great. I think that just adds another, uh, another arm to the game, uh, to the, to the Braves. And I, I think, um, you know, good luck to him. Uh, you know, it's gotta be mentally tough with him having that Achilles twice. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know, anytime he walks, it's like, is it going to tear now I'm throwing. So, uh, you know, you can afford to take it easy. We got guys that can throw right now. You can afford to take it easy with him. So uh, let's take it easy, but let's let's see him back. Uh, let's see him out on the mound because we certainly could use him in some of those September starts uh, because it's not going to get any easier as September rolls around, and we certainly could use him going into the uh, potential playoffs because I don't like those bullpen games. I don't think we need bullpen games uh, anymore. Uh, and, and, and what's the harm? And, you know, you, you got Max Freed, you got Charlie Morton, you got Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, and then you throw in Mike Soroka. There's five guys right there that mm-hmm. you can, that you can throw. And, and that's fantastic uh, to me personally, because, you know, a postseason, as much as it's built up for hitting, it's about pitching. If you ask any of these guys, because again, as we talked, good pitching will beat good hitting. Right. That's exactly what happens in the postseason as well. Um, you know, there have been Hall of Fame careers that have been made because of postseason pitching. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's what I want to see Mike Soroka get back uh, is, is towards the end of the year. And, and that way give some of these guys a break and we get a fresh arm in there. Yeah, he, he made me feel really good about his comeback and the way he was talking to D.O.B. Yeah. Eric Flaherty. Oh, um, yes. Yes. Selfishly, Braves, I ask you, don't put him at his rehab starts at Augusta and Mississippi. Yes, Augusta is in the same state as I am, but it's all the way across the state. It's five, or not, five hours away. Please <laughs> let him go to Rome or Gwinnett. They're reasonable <laughs> travel. So. Self, uh, selfishly for your, your own sake, right? Yes, selfishly. I would imagine, wouldn't he, make, wouldn't he make it to Gwinnett, though? Wouldn't that be his last stop before he headed to the, to the big boys? Well, you I know, mean, they they put Ronnie Ronald Acuna at uh, Gwinnett to start with, right? For his rehab, right. so right. They they usually start him at Rome, right? So right. I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, it's... well, there you go. So you can go uh, watch him play, and then you can report back to us, right? Exactly. That's that's my whole plan. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm selfish with that too. I hope he makes it down that way too. But I would think Gwinnett would be one of those. Uh, that he would make at least his last stop before he headed uh, back to the big leagues. I, I would assume yeah. so. I would. Yeah. I would assume he would go Gwinnett, Mississippi, and then uh, or Rome, Mississippi. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Work his way up. Absolutely. Well, I hope he does. So you can go see him. Go see him. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah. Jeremy, that's about all I had. You got anything else to add before we get out of here? No. Just uh, we need a we need another series win. Uh, we, you know, we need to keep the Phillies and we need to get as close as we can with the Mets and take advantage of that West Coast series that they're on. So uh, go out and get a win, maybe get Ronald back. I know he's a little iffy. He may be not in the game tonight. He may be. Uh, so he's still a little iffy. I can live with that. Uh, you know, Azuna's been hot lately. Uh, get him back in the lineup and let's put the lineup back where it was the two games that we won. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's um let, let's let's get back on our winning ways and uh the important I, you know the important game i think is the first going to be the first two because max pitching but on on sunday but uh see ian anderson have a good game and tucker davidson have a good game uh that would be uh fantastic 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Ethos Braves podcast. Like I said earlier, you can find us on the Twitter at uh, Ethos Braves. You can find me at the Blind Donkey Runner. And, and you can and you can find me old school on Facebook. And thank you guys for listening. This is Brent Ethos Braves podcast. Go Braves. Go Braves.